It is Wednesday, May 10th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by MLB Nine Innings. That is my man, Trevor Ploof. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan along for the ride as well. Ploofy, not sure if you caught, uh, we, we put out a clip yesterday from this week's episode of the Chris Rose Rotation with Vinny Pasquantino, and uh, we brought this up to him. So you are most likely going to face another Rose Rotation co-host. Yeah, Giolito, right? How do I deal with this? Well, he owns me, first off, so I got to really work on that. Oh, belted right field. Heads up, bullpen. Over the bullpen. So, obviously, he worked on it, and uh, here's what's very funny. I'm sitting prepping for this show last night, and I get a text from Giolito, and he goes, you guys really, uh, really jinxed me by putting that (laughs) clip out earlier in the day. So that people are paying attention. I love it. Uh, two of your boys going at it. I mean, as a dad, yeah. how did you feel about that? Which, who were you rooting for? Like, what's going on in your head? So um, I was alerted. I, I didn't see the first at bat. We were driving back from Brady's playoff game. So I was alerted. Congratulations, by Brady, eight. by the way. Hey, that was cool. Very cool. We're off to the quarterfinals. Thank you. And uh, so I was alerted on Twitter by several of our viewers out there and I had mixed emotions because I felt like I felt terribly for Giolito I've talked to him about this sort of stuff and you know and Vinny I mean I I was happy for Vinny so in the end it worked out Vinny had a really good night drove in another run um continues to swing the bat well and Giolito ended up getting the win and I think punched out nine so all worked out okay I would say I think that's how you should approach it. Let the hitter, you know, hit a homer or maybe an extra base hit. Yeah. The pitcher gets the W. Then everyone's kind of like, you know, they're okay with that. So a quick reminder that today's episode is sponsored by MLB Nine Innings, which has a wide variety of game modes from league mode, where users play through an entire season, to live play-by-play. They also have over 2,000 player cards to collect and use in your dream roster. In fact, they have the most up-to-date rosters, team logos, ballparks, uniforms, and this year, they're introducing new historic Hall of Famers to the MLB Nine Innings roster, including Larry Walker, Walter Johnson, Hank Aaron, Mike Schmidt, Trevor Hoffman. So download and play MLB Nine Innings 23 today with the link in the description. And don't forget to get your MLB Nine Innings question of the weekend by Thursday night so we can pick the best one use on Friday's show. We'll make you rich, famous, and we'll give you a Baseball Today t-shirt that fits. Okay. One out of three ain't bad. So get it in. We've gotten a lot of good ones so far. Don't know if we have the one. So keep sending it in on our social media channels. Thank you. I am donning your Minnesota Twins cap today. Why? Because I feel for Carlos Correa. Mm. The $200 million man continued to struggle last night at home in a loss to the San Diego Padres. 0 for 5, two more punchies. And he got booed by the home fans. He said afterward, I'd boo myself, too, with the amount of money I'm making, and I'm playing like that, and I'm in the stands. So he's down to hitting 185. Are you concerned that his tumultuous offseason has carried into a struggling first six weeks of the year? I don't think so. I think it's a slow start. And, you know, as far as those boos go, I think, you know, obviously he was out on the field, but there was a defensive stretch that the twins went through in the top of the inning that wasn't very good either so i think it was mm-hmm. just a a collection of boos on the way they were playing uh the offense as a whole for the twins has just been 
abysmal and, and there's no way around it. I mean, they're 30th in average, 28th in OBP, um, 24th in OPS. So it's not just Carlos that is struggling. I mean, Joey Gallo has been pretty good. Byron Buxton's done his thing. They haven't hit with runners in scoring position. Uh, the only thing that's keeping them atop their division is that starting pitching staff who just continues to perform. Uh, so, you know, Carlos, I don't think the offseason uh, – went into uh, this season. I think it's just a slow start and it has happened to him before. I fully expect him to, to get out of it and to lead this offensive charge for the twins. I can't, I don't know if I can say that for the rest of the lineup. They just optioned Jose Miranda down. I think Kyle Farmer's coming back up. They brought up Kirilov to replace Larnick. And it's like, they're trying some things to jumpstart this offense, uh, but it just hasn't gotten going and I don't think it's from a lack of effort from what I hear, you know, Correa's in there doing everything that he can. So maybe sometimes when this happens, Chris, sometimes a guy just needs to just take a break and say, let me just sit out one day and do nothing, clear the mind to get mm-hmm. back to it. And honestly, that could be uh, what Correa needs to get going again. Well, they talked to Rocco Baldelli after the game and they said, what's going on? He goes, listen, this is not the first time that he has struggled in his career. And look where he ends up every year. He says he's one of the best players in the sport because he's able to figure it out. The guys who aren't able to figure it out don't stick around too long. And if you go look at Carlos Correa's career numbers in March and April, so the first you know five weeks of a year, it's his season-worst OPS in that month. That's the worst month he has, the, March, the last week of March, whenever they start the year, and then through April. And his best ones are usually May, June. So I expect him to start heating up soon. Um, you know, listen, this pitching staff is good enough to go between the gas that they throw out of the bullpen and the starters, if they can stay healthy. And we've already seen a little bit of some issues with, with Molly and with Maeda, but if they could keep those guys around these, it's the type of team that could win a playoff series or two. If oh my goodness, they get yes. any, any hitting. And that starts with this guy. It starts with this guy. So it has nothing to do with, the ankle in the offseason, thinking he had the $300 million deal from the Giants and the Mets and then having to settle, settle, quotes, air quotes, for $200 million. I'll settle for that. That has nothing to do with it. And by the way, I do want to applaud him for this. I know there's still a certain sector of the baseball fandom that sees him as the face of the cheating scandal and whatever, that's fine. You can do that. He handled it great last night when he was talking about the booze. There wasn't one thing that he said where I was like, oh, really? That was He did it great. He was like, yeah, they deserve to boo. I get it. I understand it. I'd be booing. It's horrible. This is how they vent their frustration. Because not everybody sees it that way. It's hard to get booed. It is hard to get booed, but I think, you know, he's he's matured so much, and he's been booed quite a bit right. in his, you know, his time. So he understands how to, how to handle it. But not and in understands- his hometown. He understands his role with this team. When you sign that contract like that and you come into this franchise, if you're signing with the Twins and you're Carlos Correa, you understand that it now you and Buxton are the faces of this team and you have to answer the questions. And I think he's up for the challenge. I mean, this guy, like I said, I could go off on a tangent about Carlos Correa. Like, was he on the 2017 Astros? Yes. Uh, did he use a, a cheating uh, system? Yes. But he handled it better than any other veterans on that team handled it. And I'll say it again, because I said it before. When you're a young guy, you are you do what the veterans say. So a lot of those young guys I give a pass to on that. The more and more I've, you know, thought about that 
year and everything that went on, man, you know who I point the finger at, and it's not Carlos Correa. Uh, by the way, he does have to be better. He is tied for 168th out of 174 qualifiers in terms of batting average in the league at 185. I also want to the say Atlanta one Braves. thing before we yes. go on. It's Mally. Rhymes with Rally. I'm learning all the names for sure. Yeah, but I thought it was Molly for the longest time. This is what I've learned. Okay, good. Well, you, you got to get ready. You're calling games. I know, up. dude. Trust me. It looks it, that's one of those names where it doesn't look as bad, but the minute you say it out of your mouth, you cringe because you don't think you're ever going to get it right. <laughs> uh, Braves picked up their 25th win Tuesday faster than any other Braves team in history, and they now have the largest division lead of anybody out there. In a division that saw three teams make the playoffs last year, what are the chances that Atlanta runs and hides from the rest of the competition? Uh, I, I mean, they can for sure. We talk about this team. They have, there's no holes, and the, the numbers support that. The one thing I'm a little bit worried about now is Max Fried and his long absence. You know, he had the MRI on the forearm. They said there's nothing structural, but it's not going to just be him missing one start. They're going to give this thing some time. So without him, they still have some, obviously some good options uh, in the starting rotation, but you're losing, you know, one of the best pitchers in the national league. And when you start to bring up these guys who like haven't performed as well as obviously Max would, you're going to start taxing that bullpen. And then what kind of effect does that have on your season? Uh, I still think they're going to run away with this division. Uh, there's going to be some, there's going to be some competition. I think the Phillies will get going. I think the Mets will get going. I think as long as they can figure out the health and their pitching staff, I, I still, I'm, I'm not ready to punt on the Mets just yet. I think they can get it going. Uh, but the Braves are the, they're the class of the division and they're one of the class teams in, in all of baseball. So if you're asking me like, do I think they're going to go off and have an easy time winning the division? Like I, I, I probably think, yes, there's just so no holes on that team, Chris. Would you be shocked if they won the their division by more games than any other team out there this year? Oh, now you got to get me thinking about all the divisions. Um, they'll be, yes, the, yes. I think they will win the division by more games than any other team. The only one I can think See, of is the Dodgers. Might The Dodgers might run away with it. The Dodgers might freaking run away with the West. Okay. See, I would be shocked because – Right, we looked at the offseason. We said the Phillies made it all the way to the World Series and lost in Game Six. The Mets had a phenomenal year where they won the same number of Bra games as the Braves did last year, and they added Justin Verlander. So it doesn't seem practical that the Braves would win the division by more games than any other team would win their respective division. The thing is, is that I think you kind of you talked a little bit about Max Fried. But they only have three starting pitchers that they can truly depend on right now, right? Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton, and Elder. And that's it, right? So now they've got a bunch of other guys that they're going to plug in there and hopefully feel good about. So Dodd and Schuster have each had their shots so far with varying degrees of success. We think Soroka is there. It's not like he's blowing people away in these rehab starts that he's got down in the minor leagues, but you hope that he returns to these sort of all-star form that he shined when he first came up to the show. But I do think that Alex Anthopoulos is, is working things over in his brain. I think yes. he's working. How do I get somebody that can be a difference maker into this rotation? And I don't know if that's a Shane Bieber. God, I hate saying that, but I think that's something that's going to be in play this summer. 
but that type of guy that Stay goes the other toward the top of the rotation. Say it. One Harvard Westlake guy goes down, another Harvard Westlake oh, guy. Oh, Lucas performs. coming in? You don't think that guy's going to get traded this season? Yeah, he's he's pitched great in his last four he's starts. Pitched great. The White Sox are going to punt Eloy's out. Like it just seems like a logical thing for punt, them. Dude. You don't think so? I don't. I, don't I mean, look, I've backed them since the beginning. I'm going down with the ship, but the Eloy thing to me is like the uh, the cherry on top. I don't know. Well, all I can tell you is this is going to be a fun trade deadline because I do think that there are some teams that are going to have to make some moves. So I mentioned like, you know, Anthopolis has got to be thinking about that bullpen. You mentioned the three guys who are kind of like, you know, they rely on right now. Uh Um, Other than that, you bring up that depth. It hasn't been great. And your bullpen just starts to get taxed. And day after day after day after day, it wears on on them. He understands the importance of of a fresh bullpen, you know, come October. And on top of that, they're using a bullpen game uh, Wednesday Mm. against Boston. So it's starting already. Hey, did you know that all great athletes have one thing in common? They all take care of their bodies. And that Mm. starts with optimizing whole body health. A lot of them also take AG1, one of the many reasons we are huge fans of that product. Now, listen, I'm never going to be able to throw 97 like some of the guys that are on the Chris throws rotation. Not going to be able to hit 20 homers either, but I can attempt to take care of the inside of this temple just like those dudes do. AG1, it is great for recovery before a workout or even afterward when you need a boost. AG1, it is so much more than green powders. It is all of your key health products in one. So set yourself up for success with 75 high-quality ingredients that give you key daily nutrients and long-term gut health support, okay? Do it. I've got to listen to this. So, Rose, as you're reading, listen as well. Yes, I'm talking to myself in the third person. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens has given you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So head on over to athleticgreens.com slash baseball today. That is athleticgreens.com slash baseball today. You get everything you need the good nutrients, the 75 high-quality ingredients that give you the daily nutrition that you need, and also free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs as well. Let's travel on over to New York, which is actually on the road in Cincinnati this week. The Mm -hmm. Mets have dropped 12 of 15. They're eight games back of the Braves in that division. My good friend Lowell, the Mets fan that you shoot away earlier this season on this show when I he did? talked about Jake. Yeah. When he talked about Jacob, not wanting Jacob to on that team. Okay. Five still years shooting. Still shooting. He asked this question. Do you think that most owners are happy that the season has gone sideways to this point for Stevie Cohn's team? Oh, you're making me get into the owner's mindset right now. I don't really like when you do that to me. Yeah, probably. It's a good question, though. I I mean, I think it's a pretty obvious answer. Yeah. And they also like the other teams that are are doing well right now, the Rays and the Pirates. Like, that's – I think it's true. Money can't buy you a championship. I I, It just won't. But – it will make you competitive and give you a better shot than if you don't spend money. That what the Rays and Pirates have done 
is not as sustainable as what like, you know, look, look what the Rangers have done or look what the Mets have done. They brought themselves into the conversation very quickly. And you can do that while spending money through free agency. Now, it's not it's not going to guarantee you anything. Um, but I think to answer your question, yes, the other owners are like, see, see, we, we don't have to do that because look where they're at right now. And it's sometimes, you, you know, you just don't spend the right money. But in the reality is the reality is if you do spend money through free agency and go get good players for your team, your team is going to be better for it. Okay. Like we're, we're a fifth of the way through the season or whatever the Mets have been struggling. So the owners can point to that now, but I, he's put them in a really good position in a short amount of time because of the money he spent on that team. I don't think there's any denying that. So are they laughing right now and happy about where they're, where they're at? Yes, I do believe that. Uh, but is it justified? Probably not. Well, I think it depends on which owners. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. We're going to talk about the Pirates momentarily. You said it's not sustainable. I mean, I don't think it's sustainable for another month. But the Tampa Bay Rays are in their own boat. This has yeah. been going on for the better part of a decade. This is not anything new that's with them. You know, that they trade their players once they get too expensive. They're very, very careful with how they spend their money all that sort of stuff, and but their system works for them. I suppose you could put Cleveland kind of in that boat as well. But other than that, you damn well better spend money. So you can't be the Rockies owner and pointing fingers at the Padres and Mets saying, ha-ha, look, we're uh, you know a fifth of the way through the season and it's not working while your team is languishing in last place. Sorry, that doesn't work. That doesn't fly with me. So you save a few extra shekels, good for you. Like, that's, no. That's not how it works at all. So um, now I would be willing to listen to a guy like Jim Crane of the Houston Astros, who I think they have balanced this beautifully over the last seven or eight years. They have paid certain guys, never top, top dollar. They've gone nine-figure contracts on Bregman and Altuve. Like to me, the next interesting one is Kyle Tucker because I think he's a $200 million ball player and they haven't had a $200 million ball player, right? They've let Verlander and Garrett Cole and George Springer all walk who are very, very good baseball players. And he's got two World Series to show for it and has been in two others. So if he wants to sit there and point his finger and wag it to Kembe Mutombo style as Stevie Cohen, I'd be willing to listen to that conversation, but most of the other owners, no way. What you mentioned, being able to lock up your young players, uh, that's all player development. I think that's the biggest difference in like these teams that are able to not go into free agency and spend a bunch of money. It's because they develop enough players where they don't have to go do that. They might supplement once in a while through free agency, but it's never going to be, hey, we need to go revamp our entire roster. Uh, if you need to do that, you got to spend money. And if you don't do that and you don't develop, that's when you become a team like the Rockies. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Pirates, I mentioned them. They still had the NL Central lead coming into Wednesday's action, and there were a ton of day games around there. But they have dropped eight of their last nine. How many teams are true contenders in the National League Central? Oh, boy. This one's another tough one, Chris. You're putting me through here. I'm going to say three. I'm going to say four. I'm going to say four. I don't think this division pirates fit. are. Yeah, I do. I do. Why not? Chris, I don't think anyone's running away with this, with this division. And you're talking about a contender is what within four or five games at the end of the year. Give me a, yeah, give me some parameters. 
So I would say with two weeks to go, you're within four games. I think that because depending on how many teams are between you and the top spot, if you're the second place team and you're four games back, that's a different conversation than you're the fourth place team and you're four games back. If I'm willing to say that the Cardinals still have a chance to win this division, which I'm willing to totally. say that, then I have to say the Pirates can also be contenders because they're in first place right now and they've done some things that are pretty good. Uh, the Brewers, I think, are probably, in my mind, uh, the favorite. I bet Vegas would back that up as well. And I'm not going to put it past the Cubs to be in contention as well. So I'll say four teams. And going into this question, I was thinking about saying one team. I was I was thinking about saying the Brewers are going to run away with this thing. They're going to do it. But the more and more I think about it, like, why? That just really doesn't happen in this division. And if you're just looking at the games and looking at the teams, no one's really separated themselves. So... I'll say four teams, and I'm sorry to the Reds for not including you in it, but um, shoot, prove me wrong. Maybe we'll have five teams by the end of the year. But in my mind right now, I'll give it to Brewers, Cubs, Cardinals, Pirates. So Pittsburgh going into Wednesday leads the division in St. Louis's last just eight games back. That eight could turn into five games back easily in the next 10 days. It just could with as big a shit show as St. Louis has been all year, and there still are, in my opinion, some underlying issues that they have to fight through. Um, nobody's running and hiding. them. In the last 10 games, Pittsburgh, 2-8. and eight. Milwaukee, 3-7. and seven. The Cubs, 3-7. and seven. The Reds have been hot. They're 5-5. Five and five. And the Cardinals, 3-7. and seven. Yuck. Both central uh, divisions. You guys got to be careful. Or you know what's going to happen? Don't We're say relegate you guys. You, guys. you why not? I played in other divisions. I played in the AL East, bro. I've been in that that division. Before. Not you. I've I'm been in the NL. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the teams in the divisions in both the National League. I'm talking to ten teams right now in the National League and the American League Centrals. You guys be careful. They might start relegating you. We're going to start plucking teams from the Netherlands. We're going to grab Team Israel, have them come over here. Y'all better Brewers be careful. Brewers Twins World Series. You hear it here first. <laughs> oh, Let's go Central Rise that? Up. That's all the Fox executives quitting. I thought I heard that. <laughs> That's the sound hey, of me getting baseball. a ring. Oh, 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 would you get one as a broadcast partner of the I twins? No, I've, I would fucking make sure I did somehow. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd sneak my way into a ring for sure. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Now, would you get the A ring or the B ring? A ring. I'd pay for the extra <gasps> ring. I'd, I'd even get the trophy, would the you... replica trophy that they give all the guys. I'd get one of those too. Like, yeah, look, I was part of this team. Big Wait squad. a second. Hold on. Because my buddy Maurice Jones-Drew, whom I do the Sunday night football games with, now MJD had a great career, rushing champion. You know, he's five foot six, and he was a freaking mm -hmm. rushing champion in the NFL and a hilarious dude and one of my good friends. So now he is the Rams radio broadcaster, mm -hmm. and he won a Super Bowl ring with them two mm -hmm. years ago after having not won one as a player. And he he's like, whenever you introduce me, introduce me as Super Bowl champion. I was like, you didn't win a Super Bowl. He's like, hell, I didn't. I wasn't. Was, I'm part of the radio team. I was like, MJD, I'm not going to do that. I won't. I won't go that far. I won't go that far. I'll just hide my my ring like in my closet, and like I'll be like Gollum and just go back there and just look at it every once in a while. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah. 
All right, I was trying to tell you a little bit about Bowman baseball. The history dates Please back do. to 1948 when my Cleveland baseball team was a champion. And that's when the first ba Bowman baseball card set was released following the end of World War II. It has become a favorite among contemporary collectors who focus on top prospects, offering the chance to have the first card of the next superstar. Now, Bowman Baseball, it's an inclusive product designed for every type of collector, from beginners like me to the vets and the experts like Trevor Plouffe. Offering top-rated prospects, rookies, veterans, Bowman Baseball provides a fun and exciting product for everybody that's in the hobby. Now, here's the cool thing. Each year, there's a new and exciting class of potential future Hall of Fame players, and so it's a big deal when you get your first Bowman card. Well, that list in 2023 includes Andrew Jones's son, the number two overall pick by Arizona in last year's draft, Drew Jones. I know that Bluff's got a signed one that he's going to send me over. Jacob Berry, who is making his way up the Miami Marlins ladder. Justin Crawford, who is Carl's kid in the Phillies organization. And then Spencer Jones. I know you don't like it when I say this, but we've been told by Yankee fans out there, he is the left-handed Aaron Judge in that organization. And there's oh so much more. So find the game's future stars in 2023 Bowman Baseball. That is available at your local hobby shops, retailers, and also a click away at tops.com. Are you opening any packs in the near future? We just released a video um, with Isla and Teddy opening. We had a box. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Bowman. Yeah, we got a Drew Jones card, a first Bowman, some other good ones. And Isla stole the show because she's the best. I know. She did. She did got a star on your hands there you better look out <laughs> man he's awesome so speaking of stars the giants certainly hope they have found one in their number two overall prospect casey schmidt he uh got not only his first major league hit last night against the washington nationals the hit happened to go over the fence where i believe at least a third of the stadium had the last name schmidt or was somehow attached to him we see these moments it happens a handful of times a year Let's all sit there and enjoy. I love it. I just, there's no question to really be asked. You know, afterward, we found out, uh, I think through the broadcast, and also I was following Susan Slusser, who covers the Giants on Twitter, that said that um, they they flew up from San Diego and it said like the entire back half of the plane was the Schmidt traveling party and that their 80, his 84-year-old grandmother, who had not left the house in three years uh, because of COVID and health issues, came to the game last night to see that moment. And it's just, you hear that sort of stuff. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm watching the Homer right now again, too. Ah, oh, I remember my debut and uh, it's, it's a lot, dude. You know, you, you're trying to focus on ball, but there's so many other things that you have to do. Hopefully the traveling secretary really helped him out with all these tickets mm -hmm. and getting everyone everywhere, but it's just a lot. So you're overwhelmed. And a lot of times you can't just focus on baseball. Uh, but to do what he did, knowing that everyone's in the stands, I mean, that's the dream, dude. That's the dream. And I guarantee after the game, how emotional is that to go see your family oh. for the first time? So this is uh, uh, it's a special moment for them and the whole family. Did you hear the post-game interview with him about how he found out he got the call to the show? 
yeah, for people that aren't privy, he was in the theater, Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> and they were trying to get a hold of him, and he wouldn't pick up the phone. And finally, during the closing credits, his manager in the minors got a hold of him, was like, yeah, you're going. That's so, awesome. Uh, if you're a minor leaguer, answer your phone. I don't care what you're doing. That reminds me, I got I got my big break when it wasn't, a, I was wearing a beeper, a beeper Ooh. back in the day in uh, in 2001 when I got my big break. So I got paged out of the movie theater. Yeah. Yep. There you go. I love you, see. All right. Gosh, you're old. Uh, I know. Believe me, there's (laughs) a lot of issues here. Uh, Latest episode of the Rose Rotation with Vinny Pasquantino is out. And then I'm about to interview Matt Carpenter of the uh, San Diego Padres. So we'll get to the bottom of, of the sombrero fun fun and game. very nice and see if their team got the shits like the giants did in mexico city why don't Ooh, ask them about the kershaw meme i want to i want to get the padres players take on that yeah I think texas that's boys oh that's good it's a good one okay. and he's had plenty of battles with him over the years as a st louis cardinal in the playoffs mm-hmm. and stuff um all right so we will get back at this on thursday so for our one-of-a-kind producer dan Roy and trevor plu I am Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today.